0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm slightly more left of center than you, but I but I definitely don't think I generally fall into the uh, eat the rich crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I don't know if this. So we we had a little offline online thing about how to uh, gift a Wall Street Journal article. I don't know if you can if you copy this link if that will allow most if that will work in the show notes. But so I was. Wasting time and reading and looking at the H- Wall Street Journal homepage, and yeah, I saw this thing of uh, indoor outdoor dining with these hybrid spaces. You don't have to choose. So there's a few levels to this, and and I want I want to get your take on this because initially, like I, I feel like to get the grasp of it and maybe think of this more um, dispassionately, you have to really ignore the upper middle class. Or actually, no, sorry, not upper middle class. <laughs> Extremely wealthy. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. Uh, The um, very well-off insufferable people clinking their oversized wine glasses as they have motorized um, French. Are these French doors or is this just some type of sliding door?
1: I think in this article, there's both.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this is an article about a uh, modern home design for the ultra wealthy that uh bridges the gap between wanting an open outdoor space for outdoor dining and basically making your house outside on demand. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna preface that most of my anger or frustration here is gonna be that it's jealousy. Because a lot of this is actually somewhat tastefully beautiful. And it's it's it is like I I can imagine having a house in Sonoma and this being just kind of the best, but also this seems so over the top and insufferable that I hate it. Do do you are are, are you do you sympathize with that
1: ambivalence or that that um, frustrating dichotomy? Uh, I I totally do, and I have so so many thoughts about this.
0: So like, but the concept, like, I really like because I've had there was a, there was a when I, when I did one of my whole like off the grid uh, pandemic solo travel things like i i there was there was this cottage in oregon that i went to like and it was it was so amazing to be able to just open up and just have like the like a, a house become like the outdoors and that and then that, and that's beautiful it was, it was definitely not on the modernist ultra expensive level that this is because again this one that is uh i don't know it's the one that's very very wooden it opens up into a a pool as well which is which is irritating I don't know this this is just this is a lot but it's a concept that's actually interesting and I feel like could be democratized and actually be accessible to people but what what is being showcased here is just such a it is like restoration hardware cubed like it's it's just so it's so fucking extra that I can't even take it but it's 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 worth it's worth a look
1: I don't know wow okay so where where to start so i guess I'll, I'll start with a quick observation sure um which is actually the most upsetting part of this entire article that i've found so far which is one of the spaces is described as an event barn i'm which,
0: sorry that sounds so up your alley oh
1: how dare you <laughs> uh how dare you um <laughs> they don't don't care for that at all um I guess more broad thoughts. So like these big retractable doors and and kind of like the idea in general of having these sort of indoor outdoor hybrid spaces is um, something that comes up a fair bit on the um, HDTV shows that the lady friend and I will frequently watch. Hmm. And the the thing that always comes to mind or like the question that we always have which is very much applicable to some of the pictures in this article is bugs wouldn't you just get wouldn't you just get bugs all the time cuz i feel like i mean i guess obviously it depends on where you're located but like where we are which is i wouldn't describe as being a very like bug ridden area but like especially during the spring and summer it feels like if we leave our you know, sliding glass door that goes out to the back door open for like eight seconds, we get like, you know, five flies. So it just feels Mm -hmm. like having these, you know, openings into your outdoor space, which are very much larger than like our little sliding glass door, like open for extended periods of time. Like, I just, I just don't know how you wouldn't end up with just a bug filled house
0: that's probably true but i i again i i think you're these people are at a point where they don't interact with their own lives that they have people that they they exist through so they have servants and they have people who <laughs> mitigate that for them i feel like and also this whole thing it, it, it's very apple park to me like and also have you ever i still haven't watched this because i don't i don't have like a good basis for saying this because i do, i just don't like horror movies so i actually don't can't pass judgment on whether any of it's good or not but there was a movie called *Parasite*, right? Are you familiar with that, uh, at least tangentially? Oh, that was um, that was one. It was one it, of those A twenty four movies that was very, very, very well reviewed. And I think it was the whole point was that it was like, uh, what happens when the tables turn on like ultra wealthy people who live in Korea? Like, it was, like it was a foreign language movie, but I I I think that's what it was. And they just like kind of kill everybody. Didn't, didn't um, it, I
1: didn't it win. Yeah, it, it it did win Best Picture in 2019. That's why it sounds familiar. Para, uh, Parasite movie wiki.
0: Uh, do, do, academy. I can't spell anymore. It won four Oscars at the 92nd Academy Awards. Yeah, but I've never watched it because I don't like um, I don't like violent movies. We, we've covered this, but there's also another movie. Well, sorry, let's let's put a pin in this and you can trace it backwards. Have you seen any ads for this there's a movie called The Menu?
1: Uh well it yeah it shows up as like the the big advertisement every time you open the uh HBO Max app these days. Well, so that's
0: the thing so, so now that Jason Kylar's whole direct to um direct to streaming I think I that, was that 2021 or was that did that fall in the 2022?
1: That was 2021.
0: Yeah, but like Wait. The, but this
1: no was that last year? I think no. At I think what, it was 2021. What is what is time? I don't know.
0: Yeah, but there's a there's a, a a movie called The Menu, which is supposed to be a very it's supposed to be very good. Like a, a local chef that I like, uh, Richie Nakano, had written a good review of it. But I it, his review made me very interested in it. But I did not realize that it was a horror movie. So it apparently does have um not ex- exceptionally graphic, but but some some definite violent elements into it. But what what, what, what movie? The Menu
1: that that's a horror movie it is i thought you thought you started talking about a different movie really
0: well no so parasit so, so to, to to for people making a mind map of the show and so i was initially talking about parasite which feels very much like the aesthetic that this wall street journal article is talking about but then i i pivoted to another movie of, of the same vein which is that it, it seems up your alley too which is like because you're tangentially have an awareness and understanding of the fine dining world right the German washing machine notwithstanding.
1: I, I do, but I really, really don't like horror movies, so.
0: See, that's the thing, and that's where maybe if you because I feel like you have more tolerance for violence than I do. Like I don't I don't think you love horror, but I think I think I would I would appreciate if you watched this and then told me if it's okay to watch. But apparently it's supposed to be a very good movie where the whole point is uh like experiential diners at ultra fine dining restaurants. And it it apparently has like a lot of good take like it's very well done, and has good takes on the kind of like you know the the, the french laundry Michelin-starred whole thing the barrier so is so like
1: is is this movie like a um oh god what's what's that the um what's what's that famous um musical where the 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 barber like um the barber um like kills the people who he's like cutting their hair and then like turns them into like meat pies, and then What's they. What's a do... meat pie? Wait, what? Uh, what, what am I? Don't, what I am do I, not want to. I, I, I do.
0: Even though I have an incognito window open, I don't want barber that kills people in my search history because <laughs> I know somebody else is tracking that.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, what? What am I? What am I thinking of? It's not here? Edward
0: Scissorhands, is it? No, that's, that's a, no, it's a but, kids' movie kind but, of. Almost. But
1: Johnny, but Johnny Depp, um, did do the movie adaptation of what I'm thinking of, um. I know. Oh my gosh! What what in the world Johnny is it called? Johnny Depp barber movie. Yeah, look at look it up. For Sweeney me. Todd. Sweeney Todd. Thank
0: you. Jeez. But I was. But I've never associated with that. Like, this has to be like a PG thirteen. Like I've
1: never. But like I, I just I, I'm wondering if like this no, isn't this, good, is, this, this is worse than that. This isn't going to turn into like. Well, do you want to spoil the ending, like, ending for you? Of the menu. Yeah. Oh well, so, so, but you you said you haven't seen it, but you read because no, I, I well because
0: this is this is very much this, an this is how you this
1: is how you know a little bit of everything.
0: Well, this this, this was me trying to scope out second date ideas and then realizing no, it's a terrible horrible mm, movie. Mm. Um, but then I looked at because there's the whole oh have I have we ever talked about the IMDb Parents Guide?
1: No, but I feel like we probably should.
0: So what's what's the most iconic movie you've ever seen? I assume for you the movie that most people identify you with is The Matrix, probably right definitely so yeah okay so go it's in your google search bar type imdb the matrix
1: okay it's probably something that i've done before but yeah okay um
0: IMDb, and then the matrix on, okay and then on the product or not the product page the on, on the page you scroll down a little bit and i what, how do they keep redesigning
1: imdb to make it worse God. every time quick quick sidebar um why well, <laughs> <literally>. <the, laughs> the trailer you know auto plays on this imdb page and it's uh-huh. it's in a four by three aspect ratio which is fucking of course it's in, incredibly upsetting right. um
0: all right so if you scroll down to do you see where it says storyline if you scroll down like half the page
1: we'll search here story yep mm-hmm.
0: okay then do you see below where it says parents guide
1: uh i do see that yes
0: so if you want to like this is very much like actually you'll you'll maybe end up using this. I don't know if there's a parents guide for um Sesame Street, but it you can go, it's it's the it's the funniest thing because like let's say you wanna kinda know what happens in a movie, but just by like category advice. <laughs> it has a thing that so it has a sex and nudity, uh violence and gore, uh profanity, alcohol. And it is funny, like you can pull up like a movie that I'm never gonna watch because I feel like it's just a movie for bad people, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Like it's stuff like that where you can pull that up and it'll just tell you every single time that something possibly objectionable happens uh so <laughs> apparently i don't know who these characters are so i know who neo is i think cypher and neo share a drink that is implied to be alcoholic mm. oh, oh, okay yeah uh, the oracle smokes a cigarette i don't know who the oracle is <laughs> uh the, the the word fuck is used in the ending credits okay like no, it, it's it's a it's a very funny to way it, to a funny way to interact with media. So I recommend anybody look up their favorite PG thirteen and above movie and go to the parents guide on IMDb, and, and it's it's a it's a very it's just such a funny lens to view media through. Apparently, there are just two kissing scenes in this movie. Okay.
1: Um, so, anyway. so, anyway, so so what I was trying to, to say with the whole, like, Sweeney Todd references like, sure. so d- does the menu turn into, like, do they end up, like, cooking the guests or something and, like, putting yeah, them in that, the food? That, that, it... that, that, that's, that's an element of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I but, the, but the
0: guests are bad people, though.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I don't want any part of that.
0: Thanks. ah uh, Well, ugh, okay, well, I to, now I have to pace Kind of good, good not... on me
1: for guessing that, though.
0: Well, because it, it's the obvious thing. How, how is a chef going to take, uh, take revenge on bad people? Anyway, it's a movie that I think I, I just might ride the, the 30 second skip button.
1: I, I'll, I'll I like say the, it's good. On, on the, well, so on the Rotten Tomatoes page, it has an 89 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. Although it's, the, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's supposed to be very good. 76 audience scores. Whenever the audience score is a lot lower than the tomato meter, that's, that's a bit of a red flag. Um, that, that's, that a that, a eh, that's a movie that. It's a lot. That's a gets into a territory of a movie that's kind of one of those critic darlings but no people who actually like, see it are like this is not great
0: did, this goes back to a movie that i talk about a lot have you ever seen the movie the post it's an old person movie it feels like something you'd watch
1: oh the the tom hanks one yeah yeah mm-hmm. did you like it i think i've it's been a while since <laughs> i've seen it I, I thought i think i thought it was okay
0: yeah, I just pulled it up. 88% tomato meter, 73% audience.
1: Yeah, but I think see, that, audience... that's that's kind of the same same idea, though, right? That, that's like a critic darling, but then, Well, but know. it was a good movie. Yeah.
0: It is It is Tom Hanks at his hanksiest.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. mm You ever seen um, Catch Me If You Can? No. Cause highly have... highly recommend that.
0: But does that have Leonardo DiCaprio in it?
1: It does, but he's delightful in it. But I hate him. I, I, I don't. No, this is I've like never... young Leo, though. You'd, you'd like him.
0: I don't like Titan. I've never liked anything he's been in.
1: No, you'd you'd like Catch Me if You Can. That's that's a fun one.
0: What's um, what's the two word or the two, the two sentence premise?
1: Leonardo DiCaprio's character is a scam artist, and Tom Hanks's character chases him down. But it's a very light-hearted movie. Uh, maybe it's 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 fun. Um, So, the reason I'm bringing up Rotten Tomatoes is I pulled up um, the menu's Rotten Tomato um, page. And, uh, you know, they, so Rotten Tomatoes has like kind of a, you know, one sentence take from critics and then a one sentence take from the audience. Yeah. Um, And the audience take, I think, is interesting. The menu's got a great cast and plenty of fun moments, although the ending might strike some as a little tough to swallow.
0: Yeah, but that's somebody who, that's, this is very much an internet sensation or an internet phenomenon, which is people, people, American, or no, sorry, sorry, it's probably American that thinks they're more clever than they actually are, which, which is why they made that word play.
1: Um, I feel like I should thank you, though, because, you know, so given that this is a household between um, the fact that Sesame Street is frequently on and the lady friend and I are in the process of rewatching Friends. um, So we, we have the HBO app. You know open quite frequently here and so i've seen this the the menu movie like a ton Mm -hmm. and i had i had absolutely no idea it was a you know (sighs) horror kind of movie and i i there there is not a lot of movie watching in this in this house these days so i'm not really sure this is something we were going to imminently do but it was something i was thinking about suggesting and i'm i'm (sighs) so glad that that didn't happen
0: no, for, okay. Forget this. This ever happened. And then tell me if I would if if I would tolerate this there's, movie. There's there's
1: no there's no way I'm I'm watching this. I I, I actually I, wanna... I watched that Sweeney Todd movie that Johnny Depp did, and the, yeah, I have no interest in anything that touches but, on that subject.
0: Well, hold on, but what what rating is the Sweeney Todd movie? What. Wait, uh, like not rating in terms of like quality, rating in terms of MPAA.
1: Oh, that, like this, this, that these is these IMDb
0: things are so interminable
1: that the the Sweeney Ta movie is like the hardest of R ratings there could possibly be. Uh, let's see. I mean the me- the menu is, the menu is also very much rated R. It looks like
0: okay according to the parents guide the film is filled to the brim with blood especially the second half every kill is very bloody and stylized which means they are all dependent on the blood in them the film is already very dark and depressing to the musical format it does not have a happy ending by any means no, and although the blood is not. not the blood isn't realistic for the first two kills it gets more realistic as the film goes on
1: yep that's that's about right
0: uh, and apparently, uh, an hour and forty six minutes, a guy gets stabbed up real up close. Thanks, yeah,
1: IMDb user. Yeah, no, it's it, it's one of those movies where the violence kind of makes you sick to your stomach, which is not yeah. not something I enjoy.
0: Yeah, um, this, but yeah, I don't, I don't like Johnny Depp. I don't like maybe 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 uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just prejud- prejudiced, but, but yeah, I, I don't like I, I don't like um, Leo. I don't that whole yeah. I don't, I don't like any of them. It's it's that class of actor where, because Johnny Depp for a while was a like he wasn't he kind of the the consummate pretty boy actor. For a minute, and then he kind of did the whole thing where he wears like eighteen rings and necklaces. He was a he was he was like a Hollywood hotshot for a minute, right? Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so so stepping back like four layers of the onion. Okay, so the menu is apparently not something that you're gonna watch anymore. But the reason no. so this this started with us talking about sliding doors in the, in the Wall Street Journal, but yeah, but so the Parasite, it's supposed to be a very, very good movie, but again, they're probably too violent for my taste. So, and you've never watched that one?
1: Uh, Parasite?
0: Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, I don't actually know how that related to this Wall Street yeah, Journal how did, thing, but
1: how did, how did we get, so how did we get to this, back to this indoor or outdoor space article well, th-
0: what well, that, that was my that was, that was my that was my initial thing which is that the photography is very good because the whole thing that's that stresses me or doesn't stress me out but it, that bugs me about that it's is that th- there's so many um aspirational consumer brands and so so you have it depends on on your income level but like uh, in the realm that i run in it's it's going to be like your west elms your cb2s and sometimes like crane barrel like uh, restoration hardware and pottery barn are outside of my scope but so much of this if you look at all these things like you like marble and gold gold uh furniture hardware accents are very much in that kind of aspirational upper middle class possibly like upper class um trend line and that there's a lot of that in here but this whole thing like it it's just I I like I I want to hate it entirely and I kind of do but also like again if you exclude the bugs and and you pretend everything's like just like a Disney event like this is very cool like how would you not want to think like hey it's a beautiful summer day outside you know let's fire up the uni let's open up let's make the, let's make the house an outdoor house like that's that's really cool but i also when you think about it i'm sure the people that own these houses are terrible people cuz you can't not be
1: right Oh that that okay, that that was how we made the segue earlier. Okay. I'm b- back back on the same page.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, but 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 sorry, but do you but do you agree that anybody who is who chooses to have themselves be featured in this?
1: Probably <laughs> anyway. No, no, you won't I'm not I'm not I'm you not I'm co-sign. not gonna I'm not gonna co sign that. No. Uh Um, anyway i i have a question i have a question for you to try and bring this back to a little bit more of like what we talk about here no i won't let you
0: (laughs) okay sorry fine (laughs)
1: the 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 picture that i sent you um in the thing um command tab how um yeah no so yeah how like how how is like everything so in focus like not only is the house in focus but like the street way off in the distance is also in focus like
0: so three, so two or three approaches which is that one you either lo- like long exposure with with a, just a, you you crank down the iso you take that at like f 12 or f 16 or you can do what's called focus stacking where you take three pictures and ah. you focus a different uh it, like and you you make everything in focus but it was probably just like Nothing here is really moving and there's no people that would be blurred and by having a bright,
1: bright, sunny day.
0: Well, that would actually be harder because then what you would do is have you ever heard of it's called a neutral density filter? No. It's a thing that you put on top of the lens that makes that actually pr- restricts the amount of light that comes in the camera. So it allows you to achieve um,
1: a greater lo- longer, depth of field. Like longer exposure times without it being overexposed. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. But the other thing, so let me copy the uh the image link. Like this one this one seems so Apple Park to me that this doesn't actually like some of the other ones feel homey, sort of, like in a very specific aesthetic. But that one feels very much like corporate campus, like or like
1: I'm I'm getting kind of like Getty Museum vibes. Ah, oh, but I love the Getty though. Oh well, i but I mean I, I guess like I don't know. Up but, on, yeah, a, yeah, up, no, up, up well, on no, but hill tol- over what maybe looks like Los Angeles.
0: Oh no, you're you're totally right. Is is that like you, that is very much a hey? You're you're wandering around the Rose Garden at the Getty, and, you, and you're looking on uh, up out on Beverly Hills and downtown LA, and yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. So yeah, anyway, people can people can go because I I, I am so much in my older age, becoming a fan of the hate read and the hate watch, <laughs> where this is very much. Oh, what is even going on with this woman with the American flag? Uh, okay. Anyway, this is very much an article that is that is worth that is, that is worth worth a hate skim, especially for the people clinking the wine glasses, because you know they did that twenty times.
1: I'm I'm still a little hung up on the idea of having a space on your property, which is referred to as the event barn.
0: Again, not not throwing shade, but seem. I, I can see that in your future. I, I can I can see an event shed.
1: <laughs> one of the one of the the lines in the article is an event barn on the Patel property offers space for entertaining. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. I, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to piece that together. Thanks, Wall Street Journal. Well, no, it, it it's it's a co working space. What the what the hell else is an event barn supposed to be if not for entertaining? um i guess also maybe to um have pictures taken of and put into a frustrating article like this one (laughs) yeah
0: uh anyway this is fun um the uh, no i was good yeah the
1: mm. careful no okay
0: what no (laughs) no i don't you don't know what i was gonna say but you maybe were right
1: um okay, closing, the only other thing i'm closing <laughs> all tabs related to the menu i don't want to think about that movie anymore
0: <sighs> okay here's the thing is what i'm gonna do is i'm not gonna watch it but next week i'm watching well, no i shouldn't say it but i'm but i'm gonna i'm gonna speak so highly of it and say hey you know that stuff was super minimal it's such a great movie and then
1: yeah you know, this is probably resources. not not a question that you 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 may have like a quick answer to but i don't know if you don't mm-hmm. maybe put some thought into it like have you ever mm-hmm. had that happen with a with a movie? where you've sat down and watched it and it's it's turned out to be something you totally didn't expect in a bad way or a good way and like in a bad way
0: no like i don't i don't try to over research the movies and media i watch the only one that i that i maybe would come close to that and it's not in a bad way was the movie uh what's it called everything everywhere all at once oh yeah people because that because that into that you know. Well, because that that was also an A twenty four movie, and I was worried that it was going to be a super violent thing, and it's it's not. Like I I actually think that is a, a good worth watching, like for for you or for for a lot of people. But yeah, like I I generally know enough where I shouldn't. I don't watch what I shouldn't. This is what, a, what I know. I'm not going to enjoy.
1: This is not quite the same thing, but it's it's kind of similar. And this this would be my answer to the question, which is you remember that movie from a few years ago that people went nuts over Mad Max. Uh, I I'm mean, still watching I, it, but I am aware of it. I think yeah, the full title was like Mad Max Fury Road. I think it was like I think it like ended up actually even getting nominated for Best Picture. Like I mean, people just went absolutely like bananas for this movie. Um, and but so was it a crappy movie. Well, so the, so the lady friend and I, we went with a group of friends and saw it in theaters. And you know, because of how hyped it was, like I was looking forward to seeing it. And I mean, it it was just so bad. But it, so the thing about it was it, it's basically like one long action sequence, essentially.
0: But what is the premise of it? I know it's it's that some dude is I, in the
1: desert I've and apparently tr- I've kind of tried to block it out of my memory. But like the thing for me was because of how like well received it was, I kept expecting there to be like a twist. Like some moment, like partway through the movie where it was like, aha, you thought it was this, but it's actually this. And like, that's why everybody was like, oh, this is great. This is amazing. But no, it's literally just a like a silly action movie that even years later, I, I cannot even begin to try and explain like why that movie took off the way that it did.
0: Well, it was like people who experienced the Trump presidency and thought he was playing 40 chess and it just turns out he's a bad person.
1: He, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um yeah um, on that note, not that note specifically, but related to Mad Max, so I've never watched that movie because apparently like again, my understanding is that it's just like yeah it's it's just some weird action sequence that occurs in the desert and it's it's vaguely violent, but also like I just I don't understand what the point is, but the only good thing to come out of it is that and i I feel like I've tried uh bullying you into following Maxine, but there's a there's a corgi, a very famous corgi on Instagram called Mad Max Fluffy Road. <laughs> it's pretty good. And and she she lives in New York and she rides the subway in a backpack and she's uh, the best. So after all this nonsense, people can go follow a cute dog. All right, the actual show.
1: Oh yeah, let's 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 get to that. One. Oh, and
0: this, this 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 makes up for last week's uh very very lopsided mediocre half. Uh, the first half of the show, we're 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 getting back on the on the horse. <laughs> I, I, I will, t- I will, I will take, uh, I will own the, uh, I will own the L for uh, last week's show being pretty meh. <laughs> um, there was one actually. I don't know if you can find the link in the show notes. I think I put it in in the the Slack channel. But uh, I, it's it's funny to hear LeBron have to give an interview where he where he can't say that his team sucks, but he, he, but say that I'm doing what I'm paid to do. Right. That was a very that was a very fun interview.
1: Yeah, tough tough Lakers season.
0: Hmm. All right, we can kind of quickly go to this one because we talked about it mostly last uh, week. But just it, it's it's more analysis I'd uh, about the um, YouTube TV Google Sunday ticket deal and just kind of yeah n- nobody. <laughs> so the 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 takeaway or the headline was that uh, the only winners are the NFL and the people who didn't have to buy it, and that feels true. Like the more I think about, like I don't I don't know like. I've always, maybe it's just the marketing, but I've always thought that Sunday Ticket was this prestigious um, or coveted thing. But also, like, the more I think about it, it's like, other than, like, sports bars, who's buying this?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, this article is really just a good summary of of everything that we talked about last week. Um, But yeah, it's sports bars and people who live in a city that's outside of the area that you know the the team that they root for is in, and so this is kind of the only way to then you know always be able to see your out of market team. But like outside of those two use cases, I I, I don't know who who it's for.
0: Well, but also because you'll clarify for me as the sports fan. So well, actually, two things on this. Um, it's 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 called NBA League Pass and MLB Extra Innings. Isn't that kind of the equivalent it, for it hate? Yeah, but the difference is that Sunday ticket because the NFL has diversified their like the scheduling of the games, like MLB extra New, like that actually gives you access to what you want. Where now that there's um, Monday and Thursday and all these extra, like Sunday ticket doesn't get you everything. Even even let's well, say you live you live in Las Vegas and you hate the Raiders, like it doesn't really give you everything. Whereas the other league passes kind of actually do
1: no nah, not actually no i'd push back there because like with nba league pass for example any of the games that are on national tv so on espn abc or tnt those games don't appear on league pass well, and those well, no, are kind of like but you're all not, the best games
0: well no but you're not buying can you even buy league pass without having cable like i guess like that's. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. or even if you could because this is a youtube t- like I, I, I don't, like, there's no details on how it's going to work, but I would assume you won't be able to buy Sunday Ticket without being a YouTube TV subscriber, right? Probably.
1: Well, so there, there's, well, that's, yeah, so kind of TBD. There There's two differences with something like League Pass compared to Sunday Ticket. One is that with, you know, the NFL, all the games are on at the same time. So that's another silly thing with Sunday Ticket is that, and they they do the thing where you can have like eight games on your screen at once or whatever, which I mm-hmm. I don't understand why you'd want to do well, that. But
0: again, obviated by red zone,
1: obviated by red zone, right? But but you know with with you know NBA league pass and with the MLB thing, at least those games are you know far more spread out. So if you're just a fan of the sport and you want to watch a bunch of games, it's a lot easier to do that, like in the NBA or Major League Baseball, as compared to the NFL where you know, all the games are happening at the same time. And then the second thing is that I know NBA league pass does this. I actually don't know if MLB at bat does this, but um, with the NBA league pass, you can actually just buy the rights for like one team. So I've done this in years past when, you know, I had more time to actually watch sports where like I would buy, you know, the, the NBA league pass just for the Lakers. And it's, it's, it's way cheaper than, buying like the whole package and like that's that's what i want right like i'm a fan who no longer lives in the market where my you know my favorite team plays and so this is a good way for me to then be able to see all the games and the nfl sunday ticket doesn't have any option like that it's it's all or nothing
0: but it also feels like that's probably a fairly small market like how many people like have have that much affinity for a team that is not in their geographic region? i mean people move i don't know that's i no no totally but but that's but that's probably i would say 10 percent. like it's it's gotta be small
1: i I mean certainly not enough to like justify the cost that (laughs) google paid for sunday ticket
0: yeah wait i i sorry just scrolling slash skimming since the quote, since the NFL's contracts with CBS and Fox require the league to keep Sunday Ticket at a pre, quote unquote premium price, potential new users might see some sticker shock at being asked to pay. Hundreds. Wait, yeah, you can mm-hmm. you can you can write into a contract that hey, we're going to make something else prohibitively expensive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Interesting. yeah, that, that that came up um, that came up uh, during all the articles talking about. The Apple negotiations—that was evidently something that was a, a sticking point with Apple. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. A uh, couple of things. Well, actually, I'm gonna. So the the middle thing in our lost carryover that's gonna get demoted or it's gonna that's gonna get postponed because that actually might be a chef specials perhaps. Um. Did you listen to the upgradees episode? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So maybe we get to that. So last week's Chef Special was uh, Apple Maps, and I didn't give a lot of detail on it. And actually, because it's been raining so much, don't really have a ton of extra detail. Like, Or this, this is going to be stale information. But there is... Let me go back in my photos and try to find a screenshot. Do you remember a couple of WWDCs ago that they talked about that iOS whatever-whatever had... They now introduced cycling directions. Does ring a bell slightly I, maybe? V- vaguely, yeah. Why why can't I find this? Hold on. Um or do you have your phone in front of you?
1: Uh I do. Yeah.
0: Okay. Op- open up Apple Maps. So pretend you're making a mistake. <laughs> um or that you accidentally mistyped it and uh you meant to open Google Maps, but you opened Apple Maps.
1: Okay. It's open.
0: Uh let me grab mine. Okay. Well, Put, your, put yourself put in, yourself in in san francisco so because i don't i don't think where you live has many bike lanes
1: how dare you there, there's a bike lane down the street here
0: uh but you wouldn't be able to go anywhere uh okay so
1: okay so i'm going going to san francisco got it
0: well no but, but put, put yourself in a destination of some place you know in san francisco and some other place you know in san francisco okay and then um uh, why is this not working Okay, are you there? Uh huh. Okay, so I do the thing. All right, man. Apple has no sp- this
1: is this is great great audio hush, content. Hush,
0: hush. I should have been more prepared. Okay, but if you change it from car directions to cycling directions, and I'll I'll, I'll screen well, I'll screenshot a screenshot that doesn't show where I actually live. Shit. Um, <laughs> whoops. Okay, but then we, so when you go to cycling directions, do you see
1: what it shows you? so i actually i so I can't just like pull open bike routes, I've gotta actually like input a start point and an end point, yeah
0: I mean, cause, cause that because that, that's the real feature here,
1: all right, so okay, I've got it, so drive, walk transit, ride share. no cycle Then cycle, okay, yep,
0: okay, so okay, so I'm pretending i'm I'm going to Golden Gate park based on where I live, so Google Maps stinks for cycling directions for a few reasons, which is one that, so the way I normally ride a bike and get directions is, uh, well, I just preview the routes. So therefore I generally know where I'm going, but Google maps, I guess, tries to be too clever. And what it'll do is cause I, I just have my beats Fit pro in, I have them in transparency mode cause it's safer and it will tell you like where to turn and stuff, which great. But the problem is that Google maps tries to be too clever and it'll say turn right at San Francisco bicycle route 30, and then it will just say a bunch of words. And then eventually will say Folsom street or whatever. And and it's not helpful at all. So conversely, Apple maps, which even, and again, this is kind of, this is very much a Jason Snell thing where, which is, he's like, when, whenever he's talking about why so, like Apple maps isn't very good, he's like, Oh, but it works great in the Bay area. It actually doesn't. It's it, the directions are bad here too, but the cycling directions, are so good and so much clearer when you 're getting directions one, the one thing I forget about of Apple Maps versus Google Maps is that it does the the whole taptic directions on your wrist to remind you of an upcoming turn, which is really good but then if you 're looking at the directions that you can get on your phone, it will show you different bicycle routes and it knows it is properly mapped out. And prioritizes or or weights what has like protected bike lanes or car-free streets and stuff like that. And it'll also show you the elevation gain that you're going to face while being on a bike and allows you to make a smart decision on that. And it doesn't do this whole thing where it tells like it gives you like these impenetrable bike route numbers. It'll tell you after the stoplight turn right onto Harrison Street or whatever. Like it's so much better. And I don't, it, it just, it, it brings up the questions of one, I don't know how Apple, uh, how Google maps is this bad, uh, for this specific feature and also how Apple maps is this good for this one, precisely one form of transit. It's still terrible for driving, but it's even after how, how long has it been since Apple made their own maps? Like it's back like even when the was with the company, right?
1: It's been a long time, yeah.
0: Yeah, still sucks, but, but it's so it's so good for cycling directions.
1: I so so I, I, maybe a hot take here, but so uh, you know, ever since I you know I've actually had a car now that that has CarPlay. Um, I've you know bounced back and forth a bit between Apple Maps and Google Maps. Uh, I, I generally don't mind Apple Maps, but don't mind is not a big endorsement. But I, I can't. I I haven't really been able to point to anything that's made it worse than Google Maps in terms of the directions that it provides. And granted, I'm I'm not driving around nearly as much as you do, so maybe I'm you know not the the best um, test case. But yeah, I don't know. Apple Maps seems. I mean, it seems fine, and I think it. I think it looks a lot better on CarPlay <sighs> than Google Maps does. Kind not that, that that really maybe. matters, but. No,
0: you are, you are right, and that is one thing that I actually noticed is that. Um, also, while you have this up, so get out of the um, the bike directions thing, and just I'd like to zoom in on. I, I assume they have this level of detail everywhere, but like just Google, like just go. I don't know, go to like um, like Market and Octavia Street or something, like, and just keep zooming in. And the level of detail on Apple maps is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it'll show you literally what direction, like every, but again, protected bike lane, where parking is, where trees are, where crosswalks are, how many lanes there are. When, when you have transit only lanes, like the detail is crazy, mm-hmm. but the directions still aren't very good. I don't know. Like, it's just like Apple maps. Like it's not even like ways where it's trying to like, be like, Oh, let's save you some time by taking you on. It's just like, Apple maps will frequently just take you on like just that are not like if you're trying to get from like for obsec reasons, whatever like, but like where I live like over to Marin or somewhere else. Like, it's just like there's, there's standard ways that you like, you would take third street, you go up pine street and then you go like down like Franklin, like you, you, there's ways there, their main corridors of getting through the city in a city that mostly doesn't have freeways and just Apple maps does it wrong. So much of the time, and I, I don't know, it's just I'm surprised that it's still not better. But again, the highlight of it is that these cycling directions are so well designed and focus on the things that somebody who's commuting by bike actually would care about, which is that how congested is the road, what is the elevation climb, and are there, is, are there protected bike lanes? Are there bike lanes at all? Like it, it's really, really good. So I've actually had to gone go through and... I had actually made it in spotlight so that it would never accidentally ever bring up Google maps. Like I had just made it pretend that it doesn't exist on the phone. Cause I didn't ever want to tap maps on the phone and it not open Google maps. I've actually had to tell it to stop hiding Apple maps because it's good for this one reason. So, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. All right. um, Yeah, we can unless you have something to share about the first one we can kick that to another week or scrap it
1: sure sounds good yeah all
0: right uh what's uh you want to talk about ev stuff you want to talk about apple stuff
1: let's talk about apple stuff
0: okay what do you want to start with uh i probably have a lot to say about how apple's uh, or how the iphone photos are getting worse so yeah yeah well we'll well, no we'll we'll table that for a second because i just talked a bunch oh okay Okay, let's let's talk about the the interesting news of the week. which is that... Is, was this in his Power On newsletter, or was this just a a
1: standard run of the mill German scoop? This this was a German classic German scoop, yeah.
0: Um, and this is paywalls for me. So, uh, Bloomberg is the one I won't pay for because that one is too expensive. That was very expensive. All right, so, yeah. yeah. So apparently, Apple is going to. As I said two years ago, is going to make uh is gonna to add touch screens to Macs. And the very first one is going to be um an O L E D based MacBook Pro, which is set to debut in 2025. So I actually didn't read the article. So can you does he give any more details on how it might actually work, or is that pretty much it? That's that's pretty pretty much it. Well, so cause you, in response, posted in in Slack that like you thought this would um, come to fruition in like some type of like iPad Mac OS hybrid thingy. Was there anything in the article to suggest that or was that just your personal dream?
1: That's just, I wouldn't describe it as a dream necessarily, but that was just kind of the way that I would think about this being kind of neat. Um, The the, the idea that this would start on a MacBook Pro though is kind of weird because it seems like Pro users wouldn't necessarily be the audience that would be super interested in the kind of the the y sort of side of it. I would think that'd be more of like a MacBook Air thing. Well, I think it's more of you
0: put that type of thing in the most expensive product. Because yeah, like, that's, so. that's how everything works is that it, it all cascades down. But yeah, my, yes, I so I hadn't ever thought of it the way that you suggested it, and I... This is just my iPad prejudice showing, but no, I, 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 because I feel like even the most diehard iPad productivity power users have kind of abandoned the, the dream of the iPad being a, so I guess like I, that doesn't necessarily speak to me. I I would just think it's like, because even though windows, windows and the surface products are pretty not great. Like that's like this is this is kind of what I've been talking about, like where like it feels like with um what was the one before Ventura?
1: Oh I have I have no idea. I've I've lost the thread on <laughs> Mac OS names. Uh
0: Mac OS before Ventura. I I know I keep joking about it being called Irvine, but anyway. No, it was called Monterey. Like they made everything like in, in anticipation of the notch um on all the, the um uh, Apple Silicon based um MacBook Pros or and MacBook Airs now. They um they made like the spacing between um uh click targets and stuff in the menu bar. Like everything got a little bit more well spaced out. And I and and I was very much on board with this being at least some of the groundwork for a surface like computer or touch screens being it somewhat in the offing. And I yeah, I I think that's true. And I don't like I don't I don't think using touch is the best way to interact with a computer. But like the surface kind of proves that it is a valid use case or something that some people want. My main question about this is that like are you familiar with the like is there a term for it? But like those like Lenovo and ThinkPad, like the ones that you can like fold back on each other?
1: Aren't aren't they called like yoga pads or something?
0: Are they, I think that's what the, the, the ThinkPad line is called. But I think they're called convertible. Convertible. Maybe? Yeah, right, right, right. Like that is what feels like if they just made a MacBook Pro that isn't in its current form where you just happen to be able to touch the screen, I feel like that's 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 nothing or that that's not actually useful in any way the whole point would be that you can fold the screen back and you can maybe have a pen and you can make it kind of like a much more precision like iPad experience but like with actual OS10 and it, it 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 does things cuz iPads don't do things like that would be intriguing whereas if it was just like a thing where you could scroll a web page while it's in like a normal laptop-y form factor, I don't. I don't see how that's of use to anybody.
1: Yeah, I, but I also. I agree. I'm,
0: but I'm. But I'm not entirely sure Apple would ever make a convertible laptop. So therefore, that like. Can, can you imagine a MacBook Pro that you could fold like back on itself?
1: no, not not really. To be honest.
0: So yeah, so that's where yeah I don't really know where this goes, but it is interesting. Yeah. Mm. It was it was it was a weird bomb to have dropped like at nine a.m. in the morning, you yeah.
1: know. Yeah, I heard the, the the article seems to imply though that you know that this is not something that's imminent or anything. So I you know the, I, this is far from a guarantee of ever actually happening. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, interesting.
0: All right, and then other apples. St- stuff eh, so i haven't been super clued into this but apparently s- somebody at apple retired early this week are you familiar
1: there, there was like a like a vp of services i think yeah that, well that's so that's what i was I gonna ask thing. i didn't
0: i didn't know if they actually had like a vp of services but uh apple i think i think that was services l- literally, literally their title yeah um okay apparently my, my googling is not working but yeah, somebody in, in, in uh in the services division retired. And then, oddly, a couple of days later, uh, Eddie Q, uh, or somebody with the pen name Eddie Q, writes about all the amazingness uh, that the services department does. And there's a few things which frustrates me. So, if you scroll down, do you see where it says Apple 2022 Services Snapshot?
1: Yeah. Yep. I think we're so, thinking the same thing.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I, I wasn't entirely aware that Apple was a was a, was a charitable organization or or kind of was was a wealth redistributor. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very Bernie Sanders type of company. They they've they've paid out three hundred twenty billion dollars to developers that sell digital goods and services t- since two thousand eight, and I mean that that's pretty laudable given that they take no percentage of that, right?
1: So that this this has come up a handful of times in the past, and it was it, it was, ex, it was ex, exactly the reason I wanted to include this in the show notes is that I think if you had to try and point to a single example of what is wrong with Apple today, it's 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 exactly this. It's this framing of Apple being the one who is out of the goodness of their heart paying money to developers from the goods and services that you you should be
0: happy. You should be happy. We only take 30% you ungrateful bastards. Like, I mean, like that's (laughs) it's, Oh, fuck you. Oh my God. It's, it's, that is such a weird framing for
1: (sighs) it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now I hate it. I hate all of it because there's honest ways. Like again, I I was very anti Apple TV Plus at the start. I'm I still kind of am like it's a business they don't need to be in. But I'm like again, if, if they want to make money based off that thing, like like great. And they and Apple TV Plus has it turned out better than I expected it to be. And even though season two of Apple uh, of Ted Lasso was kind of a dud, but like the whole you this this the App Store is not a charitable endeavor, and coupled with years and years of headlines and and lawsuits about how like are, are sorry this is a, it's a quick side rail are you familiar with, with what chat gpt is uh huh yeah there's a, there's a there's a big controversy a big story about like one of the top ranked uh, buy revenue apps on the app store last week so it's so chat gpt is a product that's uh costs nothing currently uh, by a, like a, a a widespread public beta by a company called OpenAI. It doesn't cause anything. And there's one of the top grossing uh, apps on the App Store was some app called, like that was just a paid wrapper that I think it was like $14 every week or or some shit like that. And Apple is happy to approve that and allow themselves to collect 30% off of an app that is obviously to anybody that would look at it, a scam. Yet, If anybody else tries to release something into the app store that Apple could possibly get 30% of, but doesn't, that will absolutely never see the light of day. So that's the whole part where you have this thing where Apple is patting themselves on the back for so mercilessly or or benevolently paying out $320 billion to developers for doing basically nothing other than payment processing, which averages out to probably like 2.2% per transaction. That's that's such a pile of horseshit, and I and I and I and I, I hate it so much.
1: <laughs> I agree.
0: Anyway, all right. Uh, so quietly, Ed, Eddie. Y- 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 yeah, please, please don't go any more warriors, warriors games. I mean, nobody needs no. Okay. Uh, lastly, on iPhone stuff, this is a thing. So actually, so put a link to the nine to five uh Mac article, but also I'll put a link in. DM that you found there too. So MKBHD, who's a very popular uh, and very, very, very good YouTube reviewer slash tech, just general, not not commentator. That's underselling it, but he's just, he's just got great opinions on technology. He had a thing about kind of like what what's up with the iPhone camera, and this is something that I like. I I've, I feel like to, not to pat myself on the back, but I've been very much on this beat for a very long time. But it, it's really with the iPhone 14 Pro felt much more dramatic, where the iPhone, the ca- the pictures that you end up getting, and, and I don't know if you, if you ever have this experience, but you take a picture on your iPhone, or you open up something in the camera roll, and then you wait like a second and a half, and then what Apple thinks the picture should look like appears, and then it just looks like overly sharpened and super weird. Like, yeah, the, the iPhone camera, even though on a technical and hardware level, is getting better, is getting increasingly worse because the camera is no longer a camera. It's a sensor that takes pictures and then Apple does a whole crap ton of post-processing to to make it be what it thinks is the best picture, which is frequently a worse picture. I don't I don't, I don't, know if this has been your experience, but I like I will frequently get a thing where it just looks like somebody went in Lightroom and jacked up the clarity slider and overexposed, like it just made the sky so shockingly blue, even though it was kind of an overcast day. Like it's, it feels like it's getting worse, and it, it yeah, it's particularly pronounced with the fourteen Pro in in my experience. But
1: yeah, I, I have similar experiences to that. I mean, I I think sometimes the the post processing Apple has like a term for it, like the image pipeline or something. It was like one of the things they. Talked well, about a fair bit with iOS 16.
0: Well, because, uh, yeah, there's the image p- pipeline, and I think in with the 13 Pro, they added a thing called, like, photography styles where you could kind of customize what you think you want the edits to be. But it feels like it kind of all started going wrong with, what's it called? Not machine fusion. Deep fusion? Some, like, something like that, where they had a thing where, like, because they had the, like, it was in, in a presentation, they had, like, a picture of somebody in a sweater. And they were like, well, look at how much depth and clarity this thing improves but that feels like one of the the key things that causes photos to look so unrealistic and not like what you actually saw on top of just like the HDR adjustments and the stuff that it is actually very good at Yeah. yeah anyway yeah it's it's like because that is the challenge because like like there's only so much that people are like the phone companies are going to be able to do with the sensors themselves so like the way the differentiator and the way to actually get more usable images in the hands of people who are taking pictures like is is computational photography which which is an admirable admirable goal i guess but and i just i don't want to be like the old like traditional camera curmudgeon but like it it is frequently worse, and that's the thing where, like, I know Apple will never release a slider that says like, "Hey, do less to my photos," but like, I don't, yeah, you know, they're, they're erring too too far on on one side, and that just feels kind of,
1: yeah. The the um kind of the the premise or the framing um of this um n k MK, m k b h d it's kind of a tongue twister um video is is really smart um highlighting the fact that apple and google and other phone manufacturers spend a lot of time touting the hardware behind their camera systems but it really is the the software that makes arguably the the biggest impact to the the end result that you get from taking a picture Mm
0: -hmm. and that's the thing with like Night mode is one of those curious cases where I feel like there's much more to be forgiven there because night mode does actually improve photography a lot but a lot of times you will get a situation where like it turns nighttime into day and it's it's just horribly unrealistic but yeah like there's a balance to be struck and I'm not I don't think Apple's willing to give that level of customization to the end user but yeah but the defaults that they're currently baking in are just yeah it's it's not really working yeah um, okay. So I think we have kind of just like a grab bag of EV stuff and then we're, yeah, we're, I think we're good for the week.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, so you've been so much like I've been on the anti iPhone camera beat for a while. You've been very much on the supercharger beat as being one of the, um, not actually secret, but like kind of just one, one of the the secret weapons or the, um, what's the, what, what's, what's the term that Apple uses? Secret, like it's just secret one the, sauce, maybe, but like it's just like one of like one of the like the ecosystem advantages of right. being of like owning a Tesla is that the, you you get your superchargers, and that the way that that is integrated into the car of like knowing how many stalls are available and like how like and just like a lot of that stuff it is it is very very well done and even though you have highlighted there like there's some capacity issues and kind of um actually like in your most recent well no actually your two most recent long-term trips were taken in in your uh internal combustion car a a
1: gasoline powered vehicle right yeah
0: but have you had any have you actually had any experiences where like there's an not overcrowded but like a a just no availability at a supercharger or have you not had any super
1: yeah we've had it happen a couple of times nothing crazy none of the um you know line of 20 teslas waiting to to plug in sort of thing whenever whenever we've traveled using the tesla during like you know holidays we've you know kind of made an effort to um go at a bit more off times which is honestly for for traffic more than anything so Mm -hmm. i I don't have any like like horror story from from waiting for a supercharger
0: but yeah, so the, so the whole charging network situation as EVs become more popular. Actually, like, I don't think this made it into the show notes, or maybe it did. But
1: the 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 BMW thing. No, no the the Ford sales versus Tesla sales. Oh well, yeah, we'll, we'll, that, that's we'll, that's in, that's well, in here too. But stick okay, stick so with what, the stick with the chargers yeah, for yeah. a minute.
0: Well, yeah, but so that that's the thing, which is that like one of the ways that Tesla has again, it's difficult to talk about the company and separate it from its founder, but. One of the successful things that Tesla has done is they they kind of, one, they built an EV with enough usable range where range anxiety is mostly not a thing. But also when you're doing extended road trips and stuff, range anxiety is not a thing because you actually do have an extremely easy to use, fast and available charging network. And with every other non-EV that uses... It's a DC, Is it just called DC fast charging? Like, is there a name for the charging technology? Uh, it's just it's just Any anything non-Tesla. Yeah. Um. There, there is just like there is. Um. I think it's called Charge Point. There's um the ones that are in Northern California. A bunch are called Volta charging stations. Um, and Electrify America is the one that was. Um, Kind of uh, people like to like the the automakers like to pretend that it's actually out of their own goodwill, but it's a it's a joint venture between Ford and also Volkswagen Auto Group, which was created because uh, Audi and Volkswagen uh, lied on emissions testing. Um, So part of their court judgment was that they had to invest a bunch of money into charging stations. Uh, But yeah, Electrify America is kind of, I guess, the leading supercharger competitor. But it's still not a great experience currently, and the reliability and availability of, char- of non-Tesla charging stations leaves something to be desired. So, I think there was something actually. I can Google it real, but wasn't there a, like a, some type of like Volvo Starbucks partnership or something?
1: S- something like that, yeah.
0: But yeah, so and I, but I think it ended up being it was like only like sixty or a hundred stations or something. It uh, was, it was, it was just, it was just not much. Um, oh, yeah, so the, the Volvo thing was 60 DC fast chargers at 15 Starbucks stations. Whoop-de-doo. But uh, Mercedes is planning to create its own network of EV chargers to support the launch of their EQS and EQB um, electric vehicles, which makes sense. I, I, I feel like the resistance to EVs these days is is, is getting like, and this is, this is, again, to the credit of Tesla – like it's it people i i feel like range anxiety is not necessarily the gating factor anymore i actually think it's probably just still availability and cost but um yeah like mercedes benz in uh, choosing to put their money behind installing 10,000 uh fast charging stations is a step in the right direction and and important for ev adoption
1: yeah, but I have a different take with this Mercedes-Benz article, mm. which is they're touting the fact that they're going to um, install 10,000 chargers worldwide over some number of years, I think.
0: Oh, but then you scrolled the 2027 thing.
1: Um, You know, the, the current supercharger network is 40,000 stations. And, you know, as discussed earlier, even even that um get stretched pretty thin during busier times. So, I don't know, I I've I've actually viewed both this Charger story and then the the Ford stuff which maybe we're going to get into in a second as being kind of good data behind a point that I think we made last week, which is that, you know, <laughs> there's lots to complain about Tesla. If you're a Tesla fan, I think there's a lot to worry about with the company. But with all that being said, they they are so far ahead of the competition that they still have a pretty large margin for error. And that's not to say that they they can't blow it. I mean, they absolutely could, especially with, you know, the CEO that they have. But they've got a lot of wiggle room between them and, and everybody else right now from just a volume perspective of number of cars that they're delivering the charging network you know i the the software in, in the vehicle like they're 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 ahead in in some pretty key areas um which again is not to say that they're totally invincible but you know it's the the numbers show that all of these other car brands are are way behind still I mean, even after years of promising that they're going to catch up, they're, they're still, well, they're nowhere yeah. close. So,
0: so we'll, yeah, well, so we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. So just to, to, to run out this story, the other, the other bit in this Wall Street Journal article is that, so by 2027, its network in North America is expected to be, have 400 charging hubs providing 2,500 EVs. So even five years from now, uh, it is only actually going to be a fourth of the charging stations that they're overall committing to. So that that's crazy. Yeah. And also, uh, Total number electrify America stations. Google, do you know? Um, Electrify America has 3,500 charging docks at 788 locations. Yeah, are you are are you confident in that 40,000 figure?
1: Did yeah, it's just right on Tesla? the supercharger site? Yeah,
0: eh, you can't. That's fake news. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds plausible. So. Going back to the other thing, where where did I have this? And I, again, I'm I'm really tempted. You can tell. You, can you talk me out of buying the domain Elmo Motors? I kind of really want to. I want to waste seventeen dollars on that. How, how has that not been taken? I'm I know. Hmm. Um. So wait. So where where was this? Um. Keep scrolling. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, another article from the journal so yeah so uh ford's u.s auto sales fell two percent in 2022 but apparently uh ev vehicle sales have surged pretty great but so in 2022 well you already have the data in front of you but how how many how many vehicles did uh tesla sell
1: te- te- didn't te- tesla was um i actually don't have that number in front of me wasn't it like one one point three million? Yeah cars
0: uh with Ford's uh EV sales surging they sold 61,000 so it's fine I'm really like again like it's something like uh, I we talked about this last week i uh, like when my lease is up I'm going to be buying my current gas-powered car just because I don't currently see anything that makes sense as an EV right now because just morally I, I I I'm not buying a Tesla but all these other cars have, like, they're, man, like all, like, man, Mercedes is a pioneer. They're making, they're making, they're making very bulbous cars that are they're pretty ugly. That, uh, but that they're they're EVs that are ready to challenge Tesla, that are more expensive than Teslas and also have fewer places to charge them. But nobody is selling anything in the volumes, even collectively. If you if you add, ever, I'm sure you can tell me what the Excel formula that would be for everybody but Tesla but they're nobody is making sales in anywhere near the realm that they are. So for as much as their founder's is a schmuck and is just a, a bad person and that the quality of Tesla's varies a lot and is frequently not good. They are selling a, a crap ton of cars and, uh, everybody else who's making super interesting things like the, the mach and the EQS and the BMW IX, like, yeah, but you're not you're you're sure you're you're maybe you have wait lists and you're selling a bunch, but how many are you actually making and how many are actually on the road?
1: Well, and and the especially ironic thing about that is that's been the narrative around Tesla for a long time, even when they did start shipping vehicles in volume, it was like, "Oh, well, yeah, but like that number is, you know, a fraction of like the overall car market." Mm-hmm. But now that everybody's finally realizing like, "Oh, hey, you know, this EV thing is actually where the market is going. It's what consumers want. <laughs> you know now. Now they're the brand that's actually, you know, exponentially ahead of where everybody else is.
0: Um well, yeah, they're 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 on the decline because they because they they had a fifty percent um they had a fifty percent growth target year over year and they only managed to. Do... This is the part. Like again, I I I want. I I want bad news for Tesla just cuz again the the Schmuck that owns it. But when you think about it, so they set an a really aggressive growth target of 4 uh, 50% year over year growth in unit sales. And when you think about what the denominator or what the original number like that that's based off of, compared to everybody else like that's just so many cars and like there I I we're not gonna, we're not going to get into the stock, but like their massive failure allegedly of only achieving 40% year over year growth. It's still like that 40% growth is multiples of all the other cars that everybody else is selling. So that I, I I feel like that narrative is, is kind of a weird, a weird point for people to take. Like, I don't know. There's a lot to crap on Tesla about, but in terms of like Ashley of, of their, growth potential and how much they're actually like that's that's kind of not one
1: that you can knock on right um one one semi uh related note i guess like you you made a comment an episode or two ago about like when you were thinking of, like or when you just were talking about your car buying decision you made some yeah. comment about you actually can basically just buy a tesla like you don't actually oh, have no. to wait like months and months and months and i I guess the last time I had kind of checked in on this, because it's not something I like regularly follow, like all of the Tesla models, it was like you put in an order and it's like, oh, we'll get you one in like (laughs) 15 months or something. Um, But looking around on the Tesla website, like, I mean, yeah, you can you can just pick up a Tesla today or even if you build one, at least with like, I guess I've only looked at like the Model X so far. But like, even if you build one, like get it like in a couple months, it's this. You love those the seagull doors. I I I really do. I I no, oh, I, gross, I gross. You're you're gonna hate me for this, but I I mean the Model X like you know obviously such an pr- ugly car. price aside is still oh that's it's I, I not. love that. I love that car
0: because well, because you want because you want the fighter pilot steering wheel for some
1: reason. Well, no, they finally they finally no. have a circle steering wheel as an option. Which
0: how how revolutionary? <laughs> I know. <Ugh. laughs> I, uh, I've never, so you, you never, you you never watched the show Silicon Valley, did you? I haven't. No. So even though one of the people that was on the show is, is very much an Elon Musk style schmuck, there, there there's this one character, his, what is his name? Um, uh, what is Tresk? Silicon Valley. His name is Russ Hanneman. And he, he, uh, do, do you know what the three comma club means? No, so it it's code for being a billionaire. Anyway, it's yeah, a it's a it's don't, a funny show. Don't, don't it's don't a like funny. That. He and, and on this is not a spoil. Like it's it's a comedy show. There there are no spoilers. But he he makes his own uh like premium tequila called Tres Comas. It's 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 a it's a funny show. Um, but he one of the things that he he talks about is that he when he he like he makes some investment that causes him to not be a billionaire anymore he becomes a 991 millionaire it's it yeah but he he makes a point about he has cars like car doors that open sideways versus like gullwing doors it's I look up the clip on youtube it's 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 very funny but like that is every time i see that youtube clip like pop up uh, like somewhere i always think of the model x and it's just it's an interesting car and like I, again a lot of respect to the people who aren't elon musk that made tesla and actually made functional evs but the the the, the going doors are yeah no five thousand thumbs down
1: no i i really i really like them
0: were you but well were you one of the kids and like not what was actually on like your bedroom walls but did you like uh Whatever the six year old version would be of lusting after, uh, like, uh, what what, was the Lamborghini like cars? Like, was that your deal? No,
1: my, my love of the Falcon doors comes from the DeLorean and Back to the Future.
0: Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's, (laughs) that definitely seems more your style. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah,
0: so, so Ford, 61,000 cars sold, uh, Elma Motors, 1.3 million. And I may or may not own that domain by next week. (laughs) I feel like I, 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 there's a, honestly a sizable chance i'd get sued if i bought that but (laughs) i mean would do you know any lawyer friends who could take that pro bono i'm sure i'd win but (sighs) okay all right and there was one other ev related thing oh so we already talked about the round steering wheel um oh so the sony thing yeah that's the last thing so sony and honda so uh news alert ces was apparently going on yeah apparently (laughs) yeah um yeah i i feel like that is the one part about apple having kind of with apple silicon kind of like you don't really and this this is very much problematic when when, like in case things start going sideways you don't really have to look outside the apple ecosystem for any of your stuff so you don't really have to pay attention to anything else in the Mm -hmm. consumer electronics world um, other than hoping LG continues to make great TVs. Like, I mean, other than that, like it's kind of, it's kind of all Apple for
1: a while. But, and then even, even with the LG TV thing, like, I mean, how, how many years have we had ours? And do, I mean, do we have any plans for replacing them anytime soon? Not, not really. It's
0: still great. Yep. (laughs) Still not connected to the internet. Um, so yeah, so Sony and Honda have announced a joint venture for electronic car or electronic electric cars. um, and they're going to have a sedan that's going to be available in North America by 2026. Um feels like a the could be 10,000 years away. And the brand is called Aphila A F E E L A. Okay. Um and it was introduced and I and I watched the introduction like in the background and I was like it's here's the thing. Are you you're you're familiar with Sony, right? Never heard of them. Okay, but but do you but you you know Sony's deal, like just as a corporation, Duh. like they're 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 very much on the, like they very they think the fact that they have like an entertainment division, like it gives them like the secret sauce on any type of consumer electronics thing. Mm. So when they were, like they they love so much the fact that they they own the IP to Spider Man. So when they were during the product introduction, they had a thing about how, oh, there's X number of sensors in the car and the car is whimsical and it has the lighting features on the outside will interact with the everyday world to communicate the safety of the, of the occupant inside and the, the people on the outside. And it was like, and when you're charging it, it has this whole, it has like a charging indicator on the outside. That's so easy to read. And it also allows you, and and it was like one of the things they showed was that it served up an ad for Spider Man while you're charging your car, which I have no idea who outside of Sony thinks that's a useful feature. Like, I, 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 so, so, Sony has. I, I love the cameras. I, I can understand why somebody will buy a PlayStation. Not, not personally for me, but they, man, they. This no nobody on the planet's gonna buy this car, and that that's fine. They I don't think they understand why people buy cars, and I know it's not because of superhero product IP tie-ins. Like this is such a weird product. I don't know, but it would it would be nice to walk up to your model uh, to your uh, your Model Three and see a charging percentage on the out on on the front grill. Maybe I guess because maybe they don't think apps exist. I'd. (laughs) <laughs> like it's just i who is this for
1: very unclear and it has a,
0: and if you look at it it has a dumb stupid fighter fighter jet yoke steering wheel
1: yeah which i it is it stop you know, it's, it, it's actually so it it's interesting uh, it's with worse the, than teslas <laughs> with the the model um x and y now when you go to the the configurator not mm-hmm. only is there the just you know regular steering wheel option that's the default now, so it's that's it's a the regular one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is the is the dumb one uh, extra money or is it just an option? No,
1: it's it, they're this. Yeah, it's just that they're the same price.
0: The other part of well, so the thing with again to to go back to Tesla for a second, like the the reason it's 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 extra dumb, it's not just that it's a weird shape. It's that if you get that one, it doesn't have like the the left and right stocks. So if you want to make a turn signal. It's a capacitive button.
1: Well, on that's the steering wheel. That well, and that's the same with the the traditional looking Ugh. steering wheel they have now. They they haven't added the stocks back or anything. It's got all the same <sighs> buttons and stuff. Which, from the reviews I've seen, I guess no. the, the general consensus is that those actually work okay. And
0: um, uh, M- but MKBD M- says no.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I've I've seen some and also reviews. the
0: horn is also on the steering wheel, but not. But it's a button. It's not the horn.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I it's yeah. it, it's weird because the the kind of the stock system or I don't know how else to describe it that that's been in like in the earlier versions of the model X and Y and like what's in the model 3, um or the the models um X and S and like what's in the model 3 and Y now um is is really really good. So I, I don't it's it's weird that they would have gone away from that a really really good system but oh well yeah all right
0: um yeah i think that's it so chef specials what
1: you got so i've actually got a very um kind of a an appropriate one given the the kind of early discussion on this show um i did did not plan it this way but um it's it's a movie recommendation mhm i'll send this i'll send you the rotten tomatoes link which so surely you've heard of this movie Glass Onion:
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, Colon A Knives Out Mystery, which apparently the director really disliked that they added that <laughs> second part to the title. Um, but anyway, um, the lady friend and I um, watched it last week. And is this a Netflix movie? It is. Yeah. So so the the first movie, the first Knives Out movie, was a you know just traditional theatrical release. I forget which studio put it out. Um, but then as the sequel is being developed um the rights ended up coming up for sale and um Netflix bought it so they they're planning on you know not only well i mean they 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 now have released the glass onion but they're planning on you know more of these knives out movies um this movie is just it's absolutely fantastic like cannot recommend watching it enough like <laughs> it's it's a movie that it, it, it's it's great right away. Like I think, literally the first or second line of it, like we were cracking up. Like it it was so. It's a great opening, and it's just super well paced throughout. It's 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 a mystery that really I think strikes the perfect balance between. Keeping you guessing, but also not making you feel like you're completely lost. Like you feel like you can keep up with what's going on, but that you don't really know what's going to come next. And I, I think that's a really hard balance to strike. I think movies go to one extreme or the other too often, where they're either really predictable or they have a twist where it's like, well, how the heck would I have seen that coming? And this this strikes that perfect middle. Um, super super entertaining, really funny. Yeah, I can cannot recommend enough watching this.
0: Have you watched the original *Knives Out*?
1: I did. Yeah, we we really liked that too.
0: Huh? That's 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 been at the top of my to to oh, see it's, list. So it's, maybe it's, maybe it's Twenty ex- Seven.
1: <laughs> it's it's excellent. Um,
0: so yeah. does this? Because um, people always like that. They, like they would routinely crap on Netflix for not making any good movies. And I guess this is not one they actually made or they they bought the rights to, but did not actually have a ton of input on or were not that into, they were more of a distributor rather than anything right. that remotely in, involved in it, which maybe why is so if you go to the uh the tomates uh this is actually the opposite of what you're saying before, which is that the audience score is actually slightly higher than the already very very good
1: couldn and that's a and that's a good that's a really good sign
0: yeah, yeah, so again, maybe in a couple of years. But this, the 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 original Knives Out has been it, wait no it oh that's the thing so it, it there are two movies that have been that I've that people keep saying I need to watch which is Get Out and Knives Out and I hmm. haven't watched either of them have you watched Get Out
1: no but that also has a little bit of like a horror angle to it too right which I've, I've been told I've been
0: told it is not it is not that way at all okay it, it it is it is a horror movie sort of but it's it most most of it is implied and it's more of like it it is not
1: that type of movie okay uh, well what i said one thing i would put out there about glass onion is that it it, it, it it's it's it, calling it a sequel to knives out is not super accurate it it has absolutely nothing to do with the first movie i mean the the only thing it it has in common is that um the the detective who daniel craig plays like he's the same character but other than that there it it's it's a
0: white it's a white lotus situation like is it is it that type of thing where it's like the premise is sort of like but none of the characters are the same
1: yeah exactly yeah okay um so you know, if you wanted just to kind of skip straight ahead and watch Glass Onion, like you could, you could totally do that. And you, oh yeah, but but, you... but I've been told
0: that Knives Out is an objectively great movie. So oh, it is.
1: So, oh, it's yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really really good. Um,
0: and again, neither neither of these terribly violent.
1: Oh no 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 no. Um, okay, but really, just really funny and entertaining. Yeah, it's so so good.
0: And again, these are mysteries. Yeah, like what 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 genre or so so,
1: so you know the board game Clue, I'm guessing. Is that that basic like whodunit? Like somebody died and you have to figure yeah. out who? Yeah, okay. like the, and, and, and I mean not a spoiler here, but the Glass Onion actually has a little bit that that kind of makes fun of Clue because that that's very much like when you think about kind of like the style of the of the movie, like it, it definitely evokes Clue kind of a goofy, a goofy kind of, mur- or like, a- actually, again, no spoilers, but Glass Onion also kind of pokes fun at this too. Like, kind of like, you know, the the, the murder mystery dinner kind of thing. Like, it's, it's very much that. Hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's so good. Got it.
0: Okay. I will bump it up two notches in my queue, which again means sometime in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> right after the Dark Knight. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, my chef special is a cautious one. And this is one that's, that's very tricky. So I think I think you're going to have some input here. So you listened to the Upgrade East? I did. Did you take note of or look at this Mela recipes app?
1: I, I did. And you put it in the thing too, which it, that really caught my attention because it was already something I was kind of that kind of I took note of when when um, listening to the upgrades.
0: So people can go to m e l a dot recipes is the website. So who made this?
1: Uh, it, it's the it's the reader guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So Which, that's what that's
0: I, what makes it feel so up your alley. Yeah, I,
1: I I love reader. So
0: so with this one, I I have I, I like it and have some complaints, but I think I think it's interesting. Uh, and I just opened it up, and it's trying to sell me Mela Plus, which good, good of, job.
1: Of course, it is.
0: Yeah. Um but I, I, I don't mind it. But also, the only thing is, you do have to pay separately on. So it's a what's what's it called when an iOS app runs on a Mac? Is that uh, it's not Catalyst. it's, it's also called Catalyst, is it? Uh, it's it's yeah, it's one of those. It, yeah, it's one of those apps. So if you want Meta, not Meta. Mela on iOS, it's five dollars. If you want Mela Plus on a Mac, it's ten dollars. So all in, it's fifteen bucks. That's entirely reasonable. That's that is half of what you'll spend on w- the ingredients at Whole Foods on a recipe that you saw on Tasting Table, and it's, it's not very good. So it's so it, it it's all it's fine. But this like I'm not an RSS guy um, at all anymore. But I assume the app is kind of like reader. Like it's, it's, it's very pretty and it's very simple and straightforward and to the point. And the beauty of it is it's like, uh, like language parsing. Like you can just like, it has a share Sheet extension where if I'm in the New York times cooking app or I'm on bone Appetit or like I'm just anywhere. It almost always like whatever the, the share sheet plugin thingy is like it, pretty much nails it every time in terms of turning that into a standardized recipe format and will import the picture that accompanies the recipe and it's 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 a very good app my only complaint about it so far is that it and this is coming from somebody who are you familiar with the app paprika
1: that's or, or sorry
0: do you, do you have any type of like recipe organization or collection system whatsoever
1: no not really i've tried um what one have i tried i've tried pestle what do you spell it p-e-s-t-l-e
0: oh like the little like the thing that you make an av- uh, avocado not avocados um uh, what's yeah, the like, but, like, like like motor
1: and pestle pep pe- is this a silent t it's tea? no it's mortar <laughs> Mo- mortar and pestle <laughs> pestle whatever don't don't do don't at me don't edit that out. No, I of course not. No,
0: no. <laughs> oh man! All right. Okay. All right. Fine. Damn it! You win a show title. Um. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Like so, paprika used to be kind of the go-to, but it, it's a very, like, it's a super stodgy, not very good app. It's just kind of one of those things that's been the default. It's like it's the Microsoft Excel of recipe apps. Like, it exists because it's it's just. Nobody bothers to compete with it and it's does the job fine, but not great. So Mela is, it's it's neat. Like I I I want to like it, but my my big complaint is that there's no way there's no like thing that says, hey, I made this. Like I've looked. There's no way to just say, like, "This, this is a recipe I have made. And there's no way, as far as I can tell, to rate a recipe. Like you can add a tag, I guess, that says good. But there's no way to like star a recipe like you can in Paprika, but everything else about it is so much better. But yeah, there's those. So I, I should probably, um, I don't know, I don't know if, the, if there's a, a feature suggestion. Like, because I'm sure people have thought of this, like being able to rate recipes after you make them, or like the whole thing that you're gonna you're gonna collect way more recipes than you actually have ever made. But um, there's no good way to say like filter out the stuff I've already made. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a pretty app and it's pretty reasonably priced and it's from a uh, a developer that makes cool stuff. Mm-hmm.